Good morning, friends and family. I just want to say God bless you. This is Gail Manizak with City Changers, Illinois. Amen. Praise the Lord. Today, I want to talk about courage. And um, actually, courage and boldness. Um, In the times that we're living in, we're living in very uncertain times, times of uncertainty. We're facing a lot of uncertain uh, things, uh, actually reality. But let's start in Joshua 1 and 6. Be strong and courageous, for you are one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Joshua 1 and 6. So think of Joshua as he prepared to lead the Israelites into Canaan. This is a place that's overrun by their enemies. And although God promised them this land, the journey here to obtain the promise, it was long and hard and it was totally filled with different um, uncertainties. So this actually is why God reminds Joshua. He said, just as I was with Moses, So I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. And then he goes on to say, be strong and courageous. So God knew Joshua's secret concerns. And so he he spoke to the fear in Joshua's heart. Amen. How many times do we have that little fear in our heart that we need? We really need God to speak to. Well, the same God who encouraged Joshua also wants to encourage us. He wants us to be encouraged. That's his desire. He understands how easily uh, fear and anxiety can actually paralyze anyone that's forced out of their comfort zones, which has happened to most of us in 2021, 2019. Um, Totally forced out of our comfort zones and in different circumstances beyond our control. So, you know, thankfully, no matter how uncertain we might feel at different times, the outcome of every situation is known to God. And God promises. He promises to never leave us nor forsake us. As we draw near to him, draw near to me, he said, and I will draw near to you. His children are never alone. You are never alone. And and the future, your future, my future, each of his children's future is in his hands. The Israelites, um, in Exodus 17, 11 through 13, the Israelites, they outfought the Amalekites as long as Moses held up his arms. Remember that story? If, if you've read it, after a while, his arms, they were so tired that Aaron and her got, they got a rock for him to sit on first. And then they stood beside him and they supported up his arms. They held up his arms. So, uh, and that's actually how Joshua defeated the Amalekites, Exodus 17, 11 through 13. Standing on a hill with, with a, a staff over your head is not a strategic way to win a battle. And yet this or that was essential, essentially Moses's plan when he instructed Joshua to go fight a powerful kingdom. 
But his actions during this fight not only helped the Israelites defeat their enemy, they also illustrate two different healthy ways to acknowledge our own limitations, our own uncertainty, or uncertain situations. And that would be number one, cling to the one who knows your future. That's God. Cling to that one who knows your future. Allow, number two, allow trusted people to come up alongside of you. We need that. You know, Moses needed that. He needed uh, them to come up and hold his arms when he was too tired to hold them up anymore. Moses, actually, he wasn't created to endure hard moments alone, and neither are you and I. What, what if our current limitations is, is actually an invitation for people to partner with you in the, this God-glorifying story here? He wants to, to tell through you. Amen? He wants to use your mouth to tell through you. The victories achieved in these uncertain seasons. Just look at back 2019, 2020, and 2021. The victories that we've achieved in these very uncertain seasons are rarely due to our own strength. We have to give the credit to God. Credit goes, you know, where where credit is due. That's where we give the credit. So there, there um are a result of of clinging to God. Amen. These past three years, more than three years for many, many, many of us and relying on others to support us, right? So we needed both. We needed to cling to God and know that he was right there for us. And then we needed those that who would support us. It's, it's the faithfulness of God that sees us through the storms of life. And, and when we acknowledge that, we create space for God to show up. Not only for God to show up, but for God to show off, as some people say, in our very weaknesses. Amen? In our weaknesses. Then as we go to Exodus 32 and 1, when the people saw that Moses... He delayed to come down from the mountain. The people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, Up, make us gods who shall go before us. So they were getting frustrated. They were getting angry. 400 years they had waited. And that, that's how long that the Israelites had waited for God to deliver them from slavery. So after they left Egypt, God didn't take them directly to Canaan. Instead, you know, they camped at the base of a mountain. Well, God gave instructions to Moses. But after 40 days, the Israelites, they grew frustrated. Here they were frustrated. It clearly shows us that their delayed expectations led to poor decisions. They rejected God and they pursued whatever pleased them. Whatever came into their mind or their heart, they went with that. But it wasn't God's way. It was not God's way. It was poor decisions. If you've ever felt frustrated and and been in uncertain seasons that last longer than you anticipated, you're not alone. 
We can become so focused on our disappointments that we forget God is still in control no matter what. No matter how many disappointments we have, God is still in control. God still has the final say-so. Amen. And that's what's important to remember, that our waiting is never wasted. Our waiting time, not even that does God waste. God doesn't waste anything. So even though the Israelites couldn't see it at the time, God wasn't withholding his promise from them. He was what? He was preparing them for the promise. So you know what? If you find yourself weary, if you find yourself waiting, do what the Israelites forgot to do. Look for evidence of God's presence. Look back on what he's already done for you. Look at God's timeline. It might be different than yours, but his faithfulness does not waver. So, you know, you, your waiting might be preparing you for the plans and the purposes that God has for you in, in the very near future or in the future at some point. So we can't, after waiting 400 years, what's 40 days? I just want to say that. But you know what? I know how discouraged that we can get. And then in Joshua 23, 14, Joshua summoned all of Israel. He said, you know in your hearts and your souls, all of you, that not one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not, not one of them has failed. So this was a good reminder as Joshua brought this up to them to make them think at how reliable God had been, how he had been right there for them all the time. Joshua actually spent most of his life enduring, as you read the Bible, notice, enduring adversities and setbacks and disappointments. So he never stopped believing that God would keep his promises. And by the end of his life, Joshua saw God's faithfulness come to pass, which is why he told the Israelites to recognize, not only recognize, but remember. Look back and remember God's promises. So it would be good to fill our minds with the... the, the um, things that are crucial because what you cling to influences your worldview. So, you know, if you choose to, how can I put this? If you choose to dwell on God's promises, you start to recognize God's blessings during uncertain times. So plus trusting that God will redeem your present pain that you're going through right now equips you to walk forward in faith and keep on walking keep on going forward whether you know uh whether you feel fear or not no matter what you feel keep on fighting keep going forward and as you walk forward today even reflect on some of god's promises and let them transform the way that you think god will sustain you god's peace will guard your heart 
He delights over you, the Bible says, with singing. He will instruct you and he will teach you in the way that you should go. He's not just going to leave you out there floundering around. God is your refuge and your strength, your help in times of need. In all things, you are more than conquerors because God loves you. These are our promises. God will never leave you nor forsake you. God's perfect love casts out all fear. Nothing can separate you from God's love. God's not done with you yet. God's not done with you. God's not done with you. So as we receive these different trials that we go through, we've got to learn from them. We've got to walk through them trusting, looking back, remembering all that the Lord has done. In Exodus 14, 14, the Bible says the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Now that's a tough one, I will say. Just uh, just after they escape from Egypt, Moses is, encourages the Israelites with those words. You know, maybe he understood that our natural reaction in moments of uncertainty is is to restlessly bounce between two things, anxiety and despair. Feelings of, of uncertainty can result in the... Um, in our brain, in our thinking, impairing our ability to solve problems, impairing our ability to even pay attention and to, to stay flexible in the Lord's hands. So this increases our chances of engaging in irrational behavior, and, and it makes you more prone to anxiety, depression, and stress. But that's why it's important. That's why it's important to fix your mind on what matters by centering your heart on God's truth. So stillness, listen to me, hear what I'm saying here. Stillness is a discipline that takes continual conscious practice. But the act of stillness sharpens our sense and it makes us more aware of God's presence in our present circumstances. So in saying that, I'm gonna close here but how do you practice being still? Let's, I'm going to go back to the first three uh, comments that I made on, in the beginning. Number one, acknowledge your own limitations. You've got them. We've all got them. Amen. Give yourself permission to not feel okay. And, and this, this kind of helps and it breaks the cycle of anxious thoughts and it helps your brain to start to think through new ways to handle these uncertain situations. Give yourself a break. Acknowledge you got limitations. Amen. I got limitations. We've all got them. Number two, lay down your expectations. So what's currently causing you to feel anxious or afraid, uh, visualize that and give that back to God. Give it back to God because uh, it's behind you. Ask God to replace your worries with reminders of his promises. And you know what? You might have to go back and repeat that process over and over again. But whatever it takes, do it. 
And then last but not least, pick up God's declaration. So what you want to do is spend time in the Word of God. Just go over the promises of God um, and imagine putting them on, you know, like, like you would put clothing on and ask God to show you which ones he wants you to focus on that day. You know, sometimes it might seem like God has a lot to say in other days. It might seem like he's awful quiet. But you know what? Both are normal. Both are natural. Both are basically a part of our healthy relationship with the Lord. That is our relationship. So whatever we're facing in these uncertain times, let us hold fast to those three thoughts. Let me go over them again really fast. Acknowledge your limitations and don't feel bad about your limitations. Forgive yourself. Give yourself a break. Give yourself permission. Put it that way. Lay down your expectations. Quit expecting. Just stay there in God's hands. You are the the clay. He is the potter. And then last but not least, pick up God's declarations. So you want to go through the word of God and begin to pick out what God shows you that you need to grab hold of that day and hold on to. So in closing, hold fast to his promises and trust that he is good. He is a good, good father. Amen.